Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that make you wonder how and why they exist. And that's why I started this show. But sometimes, after releasing episodes, new information comes my way about some of these albums, and I want to pass that on to you as well. And as usual, I'm not here to make fun of these albums. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums Remastered. Today's episode, Macho Man Randy Savage's Be a Man from 2003. Oh my God, it's Hulk Hogan. What do you know? I did get to heaven. You're right. I'm in heaven? No, you're Hulk Hogan. <laughs> this keeps getting better all the time. You're very lucky. You were hit by a ski and you could have been killed. Darwin, I've been hit a lot harder than that in the rain. That's Macho Man. Randy Savage. What, you guys wrestling fans? Closet. Ooh, yeah. This is unbelievable. I like these odds. Uh-huh. Hey, Hulkster, what's the deal, brother? Talk to me. It's not like you to leave me hanging and just checking out the babes and just leaving me out there. We need to have a little talk, brother, about who cut out on who. All right, let's do it right now. That's from a 1996 episode of Baywatch titled Bash at the Beach. The episode title refers to World Championship Wrestling's Bash at the Beach pay-per-view in which the episode was made to promote. More on that in a minute. Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage were two professional wrestlers that always seemed to be connected. Sometimes as friends... Sometimes not. Their on-again, off-again friendship started back in the mid-1980s in the World Wrestling Federation. They dominated the WWF for years. For Savage's first several years in the WWF, he played a heel, or bad guy. But the fans loved him anyways. So eventually the WWF made him a good guy. In 1988, when Savage and Hogan were arguably the two biggest stars in the WWF... They formed a tag team called the Mega Powers, only to implode about a year later in a storyline that had Savage being paranoid and jealous of Hogan's relationship with Savage's manager and real-life wife, Miss Elizabeth, a storyline that was based on real-life paranoia and jealousy that Savage always struggled with. Less than a year later, with Savage once again playing the villain, he would wrestle Hogan in the main event at WrestleMania V. Fast forward to June of 1994. Fans all over the world, thousands of them here at Disney MGM Studios as Hulk Hogan makes his way for the official signing of his contract with WCW. After a decade of being the biggest star the WWF had ever seen, Hulk Hogan jumped ship and left the WWF for Ted Turner's WCW. And Macho Man wasn't far behind. Signing with WCW and debuting on December 3rd. I'm here for one reason and one reason only. And that is to confront the man that goes by the name of Hulk Hogan. Despite the fact that this sounded like a challenge, just a few weeks later, Savage came to Hogan's rescue and the two shook hands at WCW's Starcade pay-per-view. The two remained friends, at least on camera, for the next year and a half. Then, at Bash at the Beach 96, the event that the episode of Baywatch had been promoting several months earlier, 
Savage was wrestling in a six-man tag match against Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and a mystery partner. Savage's team appeared to be in trouble, and then his old pal, Hulk Hogan, started heading toward the ring. some of this now. Who's bad now, boys? Hulk Hogan arrived. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. What is oh he doing? Oh, my God. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What oh. the hell is going on here? Hulk Hogan has betrayed WCW. In possibly the most shocking twist in the history of pro wrestling, this time, it was Hogan who turned on Savage. For the first time in well over a decade, Hulk Hogan was a bad guy. He was Holland Nash's mystery partner, and the three of them together were now known as the New World Order, a.k.a. NWO. Once again, Hogan and Savage were enemies. But of course, that didn't last long. In February of 97, Savage would once again play the bad guy. This time, along with Hulk Hogan, joining the NWO. And then about a year later the two would be back to being enemies when the NWO split into two factions. And then he briefly sided with Hogan yet again in 2000, about a year before the WCW was purchased by the WWF. And then Savage more or less retired from the ring. Alright, look, I know this is a lot of wrestling talk, but I wanted to make it clear how their friendship, be it on screen or off, was not exactly solid. But let's talk about Savage's life outside the ring. Randy Savage was born Randy Poffo, the son of pro wrestler Angelo Poffo. Randy tried to play professional baseball after high school. He was signed by the St. Louis Cardinals and quickly placed into the minor leagues to develop. He played in the minors for four years before changing career paths and following in his father's footsteps to become a wrestler. In the later days of his wrestling career, he started doing some occasional acting work. Though he was playing himself, the Baywatch episode was his first non-wrestling TV credit. Over the next several years, he would appear on Walker, Texas Ranger, The Weird Al Show, Mad About You. In 1997, he even did the voice of Space Ghost's grandpa on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Also visiting tonight is my granddad, all the way from Boca Raton. Sunshine State! Ooh, yeah! Sounds like Randy Savage. Well, it's not, Zorak. It's my granddad, okay? He eventually branched out into movies, most notably in 2002's Spider-Man as a fictional wrestler named Bonesaw McGraw. What are you doing up there? Staying away from you. And one year after Spider-Man, Randy Savage took another career path that nobody saw coming. Rapping. On October 7th, 2003, Be a Man by Macho Man Randy Savage was released on Big Three Records. Need a little statement? Step to a Slim Jim! In today's news, Macho Man Randy Savage inks recording contract with Big Three Records as a rap artist. He's trying to rap, Yeah, man, man, I heard it. Macho doing some kind of rap. rap yeah, I heard, I heard Macho doing but how did this all happen? Well, because of some real-life beef with Hulk Hogan. Again. Here's an interview Savage did with Three Guys Pickin' in 2003. I'm proposing the first real professional wrestling match of all time. A real fight. 
In fact, a little history lesson is two years ago, I challenged them for the uh, uh, all the proceeds going to the Children's Hospital in St. Petersburg, Florida. All the pay-per-view rev revenue, all the uh, merchandising, you know, nobody makes a dime. Everything goes to the kids. If he didn't accept the challenge, you know, how could he not? I was going to give $10,000 to the kids as a token. You know, not as good as the pay-per-view. So he came up with a thousand and one reasons why not to wrestle the Macho Man Randy Savage. And so what happened was, one of the reasons was I was trying to get a write-off right before the end of the year. So I gave $10,000 to the Children's Hospital on Christmas Eve, and I put it in the Hulk Hogan Coward Fund, you know, so he could get the write-off. And what can I say? And that was two years ago. Okay, now I was going to do this uh, music anyway because I love music. I'm all about music. So combine this with Savage attending a business meeting in St. Petersburg, Florida. That's when he ran into Bill Edwards, the founder of Big Three Records, a small label based in St. Petersburg, and at the time they had Rock and Roll Hall of Famer's Cheap Trick on their roster. In a 2015 interview with Vice, Edwards said of Savage, quote, He has this unique voice that nobody else has. I thought that his notoriety and popularity and everything would carry a record. Just the fact that he was Macho Man people would come, end quote. But Savage was initially skeptical. He was 51 years old and he had never sung or rapped before. But Edwards assured him that he had guys that could teach him. Those guys were Da Rascals, a four-man production group consisting of Brian Overton, Ted Howard, Jerome Henderson, and Khalid Keen. Overton and Keen co-wrote the album's first real song, I'm Back. I'm the wrestling king, but now it's fitting lyrics. Brian Overton also spoke to Vice about Savage, saying, quote, It was interesting because, as the project went on, he got better. The first song was rough, but every song he did, he started to open up and become a lot more comfortable with the situation. By the end of the album, he could almost do half a verse straight through. End quote. Overton and Keen also co-wrote, Are You Ready? Now, everybody's kind of shocked and amazed that Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hit the Floor was a song written by Khalid Keen and John Bowman. You probably don't know the name John Bowman, but you might remember this. Well, I got a chance here. Let me clear my door. John Bowman, better known as DJ Cool, is best known for his 1996 top 40 hit, Let Me Clear My Throat. He both co-wrote and is featured on Hit the Floor, complete with a nod to his hit. The album's title track is the one song in the album that gives Savage a co-writing credit. It's the song in which he calls out Hulk Hogan. He wanted Hogan to know that he wrote some of the lyrics. After years of them battling in the ring and out, Macho Man Randy Savage had now made a Hulk Hogan diss track. Gonna Be Trouble is the one song on the album co-written and co-produced by Osanachi Winari. I got to speak with him and ask how he got involved with the project. I was just getting my start as a producer, you know, trying to break into the industry. And I was, I don't want to say interning, but I was at this uh, recording studio in, uh, in Maryland. I had a partner and we were just the young guys, you know, come through in the after hours after the studio would be closed down. The owner would just kind of let us work on stuff. I was in, at the time I was in, um, I was in college as well. So after classes, I would just come to that studio and just fine tune my skills and, you know, record mm -hmm. with my buddy and things like that. So the studio owner took notice of like what we were doing and he was pretty pleased with the way we were advancing and creating and things like that. One day, the studio owner was like, do you have any tracks for a rapper? So, of course, I'm like, yeah, yeah I have some stuff, you know. Um, so I put together some tracks. He didn't tell me who it was for. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. It was just... You know, an opportunity and me as a young producer, I'm like, this is my chance to, you know, get into the business or whatever. Uh -huh. So I jumped at the opportunity. So I, I submitted these songs and then they, they took the, they took the tracks. They, they did, they didn't bring me to the actual session, but there was a rapper that used to be at this studio as well. It was a rapper named Smoke from uh, Washington, D.C. And um, they flew him out to do some raps and, you know, things like that. So Smoke went out there to uh, Florida <laughs> and they said, oh, we have these beats. 
But what he didn't know was um, <laughs> he was, he was going to be writing the record for Macho Man Randy Savage. Through some <laughs> some twisted kind of ch- uh, events, uh, we were roped into uh, the battle um, between Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. And this was actually my first music paid gig. By the time I'm done with you, you're laying flat on the floor. I'm the macho man, number one exterminator. You see me come your way, you better say your prayers. I'm sick and tired of all the speculation. You talked that junk, now you're a hospital patient. I told you before that Randy ain't playing, now you're all walled. <laughs> it was, it's, till this day, it's, it's, uh, it's still surprising to me. Like, oh, like, we really did that, you know, um, <laughs> I had no clue. That we were going to, because I mean, who didn't grow up watching, you know, wrestling, yeah. you know, so mm-hmm. to, to know that I was part of the the crew that did the Hulk Hogan diss record is, is kind of surreal. <laughs> uh, so totally. I was like, I had, I had no clue. I didn't know what was going on. He sent me a signed, uh, <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage CD. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? So you ne- you never met him or anything? I never got to meet him. Okay. I never got to meet him. Unfortunately. Uh... Hey baby, what's the problem? You know I'll do anything in the world, baby girl, just to solve them. Cause all I want to do is make you smile and bring joy to your life. I ain't trying to be foul. Cause I never doubt you. I'm all about you. Tell you the truth, I can't breathe without you. By my side through trying times, and I knew right then I had to make you mine. I won't creep in the street because the feeling's deep. Come home, make love, and fall fast asleep. The fame's cool, but you're really complete. Being I never felt Be a Man is an album made for the purpose of calling out Hulk Hogan. But it also has a tribute song. Kurt Hennig, also known as Mr. Perfect, was a professional wrestler and close friend of Randy Savage's. In early 2003, Hennig was just weeks away from his 45th birthday when he died due to acute cocaine intoxication. My Perfect Friend was a tribute song for Hennig. For the song's lyrics, Savage got the help of his real-life brother, fellow professional wrestler Lanny Poffo, who also wrestled as The Genius. Savage initially wanted him to be involved more with the album, but in 2015, Poffo told Complex.com, quote, I don't like being a part of a CD that insults Hulk Hogan. On the other hand, I love my brother, but I also love Hulk Hogan. In a 21-year career... The guy who gave me the best four months of it was Hulk Hogan, and I'll be damned if I'm going to blaspheme him on some music. End quote. Sometimes I keep it going day to day, but I know you wouldn't want it any other way. So I keep it moving, doing what I gotta do, and as a tribute, I'm dedicating a song to you. When the record was released, Savage told MTV, quote, Right now, I'm all about it. This is everything to me. We just had our first show in Florida. People felt good about it. There was a lot of energy. Now we're ready to take this thing on the road, man. I've been loving music all my life. Music's been a part of me. Now I'm going to put the power on. We're going to rock the country. 
we're going to rock the world, end quote. Savage did go on a promotional tour to promote the album, appearing in local record stores, the Mall of America, and even dropping by the Voodoo Fest in New Orleans, where his record got the approval of 50 Cent. Get a shot of this right here, oh, you yeah. hear me? Snap it to us, man. Savage, boy, if you don't got it, you don't know what music is. <laughs> Reports of the album's sales vary. I've seen as low as 3,000 copies sold, but Big Three Records claims there were 15,000 copies sold. The production team, Rascals, only had one more credit after this album for a remix they did on an Easy e compilation from 2005. In fact, even individually, most of Rascals' credits on Discogs predate the album. One of those credits belongs to Jerome Jefferson, who in 1999 wrote songs for an album released by former Cosby Show and That's So Raven actress Raven Simone. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. <laughs>